Welcome to season four, Fostering Change, the number one podcast in adoption and foster care. You know, each week we speak to the most amazing good humans about topics that touch each and every one of us. If you have a guest suggestion or interest in sponsoring our podcast, please visit us at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Now, sit back, enjoy, learn, get motivated, and let's speak to some fascinating guests. Well, you know, it's hard to believe that we are already in 2023. You know, I don't think that 2022 could have been any better, at least for our organization and for the Sheer family. But it was so exciting that just recently at Comfort Cases, we actually packed our 200th case. That's right. I was in Salt Lake City. As you can tell by my voice, I have been traveling already and have already kicked off 2023 with a bang. I'm excited. As I told you all just recently, I stayed 189 nights in hotels in 2022, and I still have a marriage. So listen up. You know, the reason that I do fostering change is I don't need any of these amazing awards that are behind me. I don't need anyone else to hear about our organization because they hear about it all the time. But what I want, what I want is I want people to see and hear about partnerships. So it's the reason that I choose each and every one of our guests, whether it's a book that they've written that I think it's going to give you that aha moment, that it makes you move to that next step within your life, or maybe it's that organization that you knew nothing about that's either in your backyard. And by the way, I remind people all the time, it does not matter where the organization is. If you're helping another human, you're actually helping yourself, which then helps your community. And that's exactly what my next guest is doing. You know, I was so excited when I actually met my next guest and we actually met them at Tristan's football game. So I was um, at Tristan's practice. You guys know that I'm a true football dad. And I was excited when my next guest walked up to me and actually, you know, I think he recognized me as the, you know, that comfort case guy. And sure <laughs> enough, we started talking and we have become friends. And he has the most amazing organization. If you follow us on Comfort Cases, you'll see that we actually post about it. But David, I'd like to welcome you to Fostering Change. Thank you. I'm happy to foster change. So David, so what else? What a name of an organization. That is the very first thing I want to talk about is your organization is called So What Else. Tell me how that came about. Oh, well, the real story is that our co-founder, you know, has a little bit of Tourette's. So he he was walking around always saying, so what else? I think he was imitating like six Jewish women sitting around a table. And he would say, so what else? So what else? And so, you know, I said, if we name an organization after that, will you, will you stop doing that noise? And so, so the name, so what else can we do to help? I love the question mark. I love ask what you can do for your community. Not, you know, what is Kennedy's old quote? Ask what you can do for your country. And so it's all about service. It's that question mark of how can I serve the next person? How can I do the next good thing? And that's where we got that. So what else can we do to help motto? And, you know, it's a mysterious name. I can't believe you asked me that question. They asked me that on the news. And I always wonder, do I tell that ridiculous story or not? Of course. And, of course. Um, you know, you know, because that's people get want to know. Out. You know, yeah. people want to know. I mean, when you hear an organization called So What Else, you know, um, I will tell you the first thing that I thought about was, so what else? What is the next thing I can do? 
you know, yeah. what's the next thing I can do? And for your organization, that's very, very similar to the way I see your mission is that you're always looking to see what else can you do within your community. And I absolutely love that. Now, recently during the holidays, you guys, I mean, first during the Thanksgiving holidays, you do this huge toy drive. I mean, this huge um, food drive where you do baskets of food, you're helping the hunger. And all this started when the pandemic came about. Is that correct? Yeah, well, so I mean, the or, the organization started in 2009 as a youth development organization, serve kids, serve the community, and then get the kids we serve to pay it forward. It's really all about all about service and leveraging service and leveraging good and and trying to to volumize that. And then in the pandemic, you know, nine years into our organization, we weren't going to be able to do classes the next day, right? So we sat around and said, well, what are we, you know what can we do to help? And we literally called our partners where we have kids classes at and we asked them, you know, how we, we won't be able to show up to class tomorrow because we're not allowed. So what can we do to serve you guys? And, and it was really, you know, basic necessities. Well, you know, food, water, everybody's scared. Right. So our team, our team, you know, got together and it, it really, it was a chance for so, so what else has grown four times since that pandemic we've grown fourfold. And it was really a time where the so what else spirit could could come out and flourish. And we've done that. Yeah, we, we've had a food movement that's done 25 million meals since the pandemic began. And, you know, we've went ahead and stuck with that mission. And, and it was really harder to rebuild the kids program. We're back. We had 3,600 kids in 2019 when the pandemic hit. And we're back up to about 3,000 kids. That was more difficult than turning on the emergency lights, as I call it, with the food response. Because that was just, you know, like you said, 2023 is here. Like what, how'd that happen? Yeah. You know, it was just, you know, it was a lot of, it was reacting. It was reacting and, and, and serving. I, I kind of consider it like, you know, an ambulance turns on their lights and they go. And before you know it, you know, you just, you just do the, you just do what you need to do. You know, as someone who runs a nonprofit, you know, one of the things that I've noticed, say, prior pandemic to now, is that during the, the pandemic, there were so many people who wanted to help. They really wanted to see change. They really wanted to, whether it was, you know, and my family even did it, whether it was making sandwiches and taking them into Baltimore City, whether it was, you know, collecting food where people would drop them off at our home, even through our organization at Comfort Cases, we continued. We were very lucky. The governor felt that we we were an essential nonprofit. So he immediately made us an essential nonprofit. So our doors never closed. But what I've noticed now that everybody thinks the pandemic has gone, that, you know, I'm starting to see more and more people stopping to for remember what it was like to help that human that was next to them. Do you see that at all as someone who runs a nonprofit? Well, yeah, I do. I, I certainly saw you know, I think it puts things in perspective when that emergency happened. First of all, some people, you know, had less to do because we were we were going home. And so we wanted to we wanted to stay busy. But then there was that that thing where I want to help someone. And that's, you know, that's such an important part of so what else in the nonprofit world is the fact that ninety nine point five percent of people are good people. They want to give back. They want to love. They want to care for each other. Sometimes they don't know exactly how they don't know exactly where to go. But yeah, the pandemic, you know, put things in perspective as to, to what's important. I have seen the needs continue to steadily rise up. And I've seen, you know, as people have gone back to work and, 
you know, gotten busy again or whatever the case may be in their own lives. And we are busy. We do have busy lives. You can't completely, completely fault people for, you know, not reacting to every newsletter we send and, and every little thing that, that, that goes out. But yeah, the volunteer, overall volunteer spirit, if you had to grade it from one to 10 at the height of the pandemic to now, not where, not where it needs to be. And I, you know, I'd love to see people act with urgency around, you know, all of these issues. Right. Most importantly, come, most importantly, it's really coming together because there's so many people that want to do good. We have to, you know, we have to resist that first confrontation where you, you want to walk away or the first challenge, you know, we have to work together to, to really move the needle and make huge impactful change. No, Whether I agree 100% with you on that. I agree 100%. You know, it's one of the things that I've always said. I believe that one, nonprofits need to be working together. That's a must. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, I say it all the time. Maybe that person who didn't want to donate to me because they didn't have a passion of what we're doing might have a passion for what you're doing. So I think it's important that, you know, we educate our communities about the different nonprofits out there. But I also, you know, disagree with you on something that I feel like we are never too busy. And that mm -hmm. is an excuse for me because you are never too busy um, mm -hmm. to make sure that our humankind is better the next day than it was the day before. And, you know, mm -hmm. even as I say to my family and to my kids and all of our volunteers who come in here, whether you're giving 10 minutes are 30 minutes. You're giving the most valuable thing you could ever give. And that is your time, your time. And I think that, that, you know, the pandemic, if anything, the pandemic should have taught all of us that, you know, time is so valuable and, you know, and being able to say, you know what, that extra 30 minutes that I'm staying at the job where I could actually take that extra 30 minutes and putting it into an organization like yours, you know, could actually make a huge difference. And I truly believe that. No, I agree with you disagreeing with me, actually. <laughs> I think, I think we do. I think we do have the time. I mean, I'm probably giving an out to people. I, you know, I think about I think about what I'm thinking there is sort of donor fatigue and, you know, getting a lot of newsletters and, and things like that, where it's like, you know, I think when you get a captive audience or you get a one on one meeting, you can you can really draw people in. But, you know, I agree with you. There's really there's no excuse. We have to we have to help each other. You know, we have to be strategic in in our in our in our work and our charity and no i agree i agree 100 percent with you and so people can actually follow you um your website is so what else dot is it the volunteer hub.com or what is your main so the main yeah yeah so the main website is so what else.org and then there are some you know there's plenty of links from there you've got your your volunteering link there's plenty of ways to get involved our headquarters is Lake Forest Mall. Some of you guys might know that Lake Forest Mall sent us the the scary eviction notice that we were we were hoping not to get. Three thirty one, March thirty first. We've got to be out of there. So we're in an active search for new space, new warehouse space. Right now, we've got about ten to twelve thousand square feet inside and another ten thousand outside. So it's it's really quite an operation. Yeah. I really really enjoy showing people around what we have and what we're doing. We've got an indoor thrift shop where folks can, you know, after they walk through the walk-up pantry, they can go inside and get 
clothing and household goods. We do 120,000 diapers a month, 125,000 meals a week, which is about, you know, 150,000 pounds of food come through so what else a week. That is absolutely crazy. Listen up, everybody. If you are in the Montgomery County area and you know space, you know, we're going through the same thing. Buildings are closing. Eviction notices are coming. Not because we're not paying the bills. It's just that they're making office space into other types of space. And again, you know, so what else.org. I say it all the time. You know, I have people on this, this program because I want people to step up and give to them. We're going to be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that inspires our communities to bring hope and dignity to our youth that are in foster care. For just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Case mission and help us eliminate trash bags for kids who are entering foster care. For every $10 that you give, Comfort Cases will give a Comfort XL to a child entering the system. Be part of the change. Visit comfortcases.org. Well, you know what? It's always an interesting conversation when you're having a conversation with a friend. And one of the things that I love about my friend David and his organization, So What Else? That is something that as I was thinking about this during the break, you know, is something that I actually do say to myself when I go to sleep at night. It's like, so what else could I have done today? What else could I have done to actually help, you know, someone within our community, another child within foster care, another person who is experiencing homelessness, another person who has just lost their job and cannot have any money to fill their food pantry. And, you know, David, you guys seem to do it all. You completely wrap that around. And to hear those numbers that you said about the number of people that you're feeding, I've got to ask you a very blunt question. Do you mm -hmm. feel that our government has failed us in so many ways by not helping nonprofits <sighs> and mine out to make sure that we are meeting our quotas? Yeah, I haven't, you know, you know, as you get bigger, you, you see the you see the bureaucracy with things, you see the CY the CYA, the the cover your ass that you need to that that is goes with the territory. But no, I haven't been wildly, wildly impressed with, you know, the the city of Baltimore government. We we offered to revitalize, you know, a bunch of vacant lots. Haven't heard back from them. DC government, it always just seems like they're just sending you something for a fee, you know, <laughs> and so, you know, the Montgomery County government has been, has been the best in, in terms of, you know, getting a response. It's taken a while. They, they did make one mistake on our food. We've got about a million, million and a half dollar food budget for the year. We got skipped over in that in 20, 2022, but we think that they're going to, you know, they're going to make that right. Council member Glass actually made a motion at a, at a council meeting to, to make that right. And so what did the hurricane Ruben Carter said, I, I do my job and I go on my way. You know, we have to be good. We have to be good storytellers. I'm not naturally, you know, the storyteller that like, as I mentioned in the break, Rob, you just have a great voice, a great aura, a great ability to connect with people. You know, I'm okay there. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a natural PR genius or anything like that. So 
Um, Neither am I, by the way. I'm a yeah. banker. I'm a banker. And you know what? Evan happens to be a really good friend of mine. And if Evan Glass actually said it, then it's going to happen. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, when it comes to, to, I have a big problem because I am not a yes guy. And I take very little, if almost no money from any government entity whatsoever, because I don't and will not stand next to someone who is not looking for change, but instead just willing to write me a check. So I do give our county an F, mm. just like I give so many of the other states and the um, District of Columbia when it comes to how more can they do. They're the first ones who want to say, hey, I'll take one of those cases. But when it comes down to the end of the day, you know, I love the fact that you and I both have the largest corporation in the entire world helping us. And that is our human race. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. And so, you know, when I walk into my national center and I see, you know, 40 people sitting there packing cases, my my heart just overwhelms with love because that is the largest corporation in the world, which is the human, our human race. And for, for those of us who are nonprofits, you know, that is our bread and butter. That yeah. is our bread and butter is that individual. And I have to disagree with you again, because I do not do not think that you are not a good storyteller and that you <laughs> don't have that PR gene. You know, I think each and every one of us have that and each and every one of us, uh, each and every one of us have our own story. You know, David, as we wind down, I do have to ask a question. Why? Well, you know, I had. I had to drop out of Loyola College between 19 and 23. I was basically on drugs. I was going around Baltimore City, you know, and I, I um, went to went to four rehabs, went out to California, got clean for, for four years. And I was a, a writer in my 20s. All my writing was, was about, you know, I, I, I knew I had a, a relationship with, you know, the spirit that, that told me early on, you got to do something. Thing. You got to make something of your life. You have to, you know, help other people. I think that I, you know, I believe I can tell you do too. You know, I believe in the beauty and, and wonder of life. And that really motivates me to, you know, to share that. And, and that's what I think that we should all, you know, latch on to early on in my twenties. I, I wrote something down called organization earth. I was sort of obsessed with this idea that why do we, it was about countries. Why do we why do we focus on, you know, countries? Why aren't there more earth flags? Like, wh- why are we not more proud of this, this human race, this commonality we have between us and this shared experience of life? And so I think we have to remember that we're, we're progressing on that, on that, you know, on that human evolution. And so, I mean, you know, and I, you said something earlier about the, the so what else can we do to help? I've taken a lot of crap for our wide mission. You know, why do you guys do so many things? And why, you know, why don't you just focus on one thing and do it well? And I think that that's a, that's a juxtaposition that you have to, you know, try to balance. But, you know, when, for example, our DC director, you know, she saw a need in DC where there's, you know, homeless people. And, and she basically took on a, a caseworker type of mentality of hooking up you know, helping people through the system. And, and she started a program for the elderly. So, you know, I love that. I love that. What else can we do to help spirit? And sometimes, you know, sometimes what's right in front of you at the time is the most important thing. And if it, it doesn't, I mean, you can't always dictate 
exactly what you're going to do in every, in every moment, in every situation, you have to, you know, you have to understand what's, what's most needed at the time and kind of react to that. So. Yeah, I love that. And you know what, it gets me back to the, to the very beginning where, you know, the name of your organization. So what else, you know, I was one of those guys, one of your friends who said, why you do this and this and this and this. But now speaking with you and really us really having this raw conversation, it actually makes sense for your organization because your organization is so what else? So what else can we do? Okay, so we're conquering the, you know, people that are experiencing, you know, food insecurities. Now let's, you know, help young kids who, you know, don't have that person at home that's helping them with the homework. Or, you know what, let's help that person who needs that one step up because they're going for that job interview and they need to go into that you know into what you guys call a a thrift store to be able to pick up that suit you know i absolutely love it so listen everyone the organization is so what else.org so what else.org do me a big favor those of you that are watching, those of you who are, are listening, those of you throughout all of our social media platforms, we're going to actually have a link that you'll be able to go right to my friend David's website and do me a big favor, donate, absolutely donate. Because even though I understand that each and every one of us, you know, maybe you have some extra kitchen stuff, or maybe you have a, you know, I reached out to David just recently because I had a someone who called me and they had all this baby stuff. And of course, David's team got right to my home and picked it up. But you know what? We also have to pay to keep the lights on. And so that is a big help whatsoever. Every dollar adds up to $2. David, listen, my friend, I am so, so, so proud to call you my friend. I apologize for my voice, um, but we are definitely going to do this again. And listen, everyone, you know, as David said, I never even thought about that. But where is the flag of the world? Where is the flag (laughs) of the world? Because each and every one of us have an opportunity to be good humans good humans. Never will it say I was a good human from this country. You are a good human. And so there should be a flag of the world. So let's all make it happen. Get out there and be a good human. David, take care, my friend. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I want to say thank you to each and every one of you for listening or watching the latest episode of Fostering Change. All of us on our team hope that you've learned something new today and have been inspired to be a good human. Now, just a reminder that you can always find Fostering Change on your favorite channels on Google, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and others including, of course, comfortcases.org. I want to give a big thank you to all of you for joining us each and every week. And a reminder that if you have a suggestion for a guest, or maybe you might have a question about today's podcast, or are interested in becoming a sponsor of Fostering Change, please don't hesitate to email me personally at fosteringchange@comfortcases.org. Now, that's it for now. Thanks again, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Take care.